very short video clip, hopefully if it'll play. Deep down in the jungle where nobody goes, lived a young giraffe with a very nervous laugh. <laughs> to some school is cool, but to Yogita, not at all. She's scared she'll be different because she's so tall. It's Yogita's first day and she's on her way. She can see in the distance an elephant play. The ball flies in the air to the elephant's despair. The ball gets stuck in the tree. Giraffe, can you help? My ball's in the tree. <laughs> tall or small, you'll make friends at school. That's it. Anybody recognize that video? From The Apprentice. From The Apprentice. One of the most pathetically <laughs> produced videos on a programme which I love, The Apprentice, if you never watch it. But it's a programme which is getting a little bit more pathetic as each year goes by. And I think on that occasion, when they produced the videos that they did on that occasion, Alan Sugar should have pointed the figure to the wall and sucked the lock up and started again. But the idea of the videos that they produced on that edition of The Apprentice, which was about two or three weeks ago, was that they were seeking to portray the mass message that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. Now, it's a very dangerous statement to make because it does matter who you are. It may not matter about certain aspects of who you are, but it does matter about other certain aspects of what you are. And so in that little clip there, Yogita the giraffe was the tall one, the elephant was the short one, and the simple thing was that the elephant was playing with his ball, it got stuck up in a tree. Because he was too short, he couldn't do anything about it, but thankfully Yogita the tall giraffe comes and the tall one could do something for the small one. And it doesn't matter if you're short or tall. That's what the song was. But to me, there was a time when it did matter. Because I was short. I grew up in school as one of the shortest. And I get picked on because I was one of the shortest. I grew up in a family. And I'm the third of the children. But out of the six, I was always the shortest. Still am the shortest. Six children of my own. And other than one of them, who sits at the back, I won't mention, they're all taller than me. And each one of them couldn't wait for the moment when they could stand alongside me and say, I'm taller than you, Dad. <laughs> so being short did matter to me when I was growing up, until one moment when I was complaining about it to my grandmother, uh, and my granny, I called her not grandmother, but granny, and uh, she turned to me and she says, Listen, Hayden, the best things come in small parcels. And the moment she made that statement to me, it changed my perspective. It didn't matter that I was short and not tall. And so what if my friends were tall? It didn't matter because my granny had told me because I was short that the best things came in small parcels. And so, when it comes to videos like that, which they were trying to produce on The Apprentice, and the other one that the other team produced was just as pathetic as well, they're trying to portray a message that it doesn't matter who you are at all. But when we come to the Word of God, we realise that there are things that matter. And for those that are in school today, with some of the nonsense and rubbish that you're being taught at school concerning gender, 
and everything else. It does matter. When the school says it doesn't matter, it does matter. Because God has only created male and female. No other genders. They can put into the mix as many agendas as they like. They can say that you can cross from one to the other. It's rubbish. It's nonsense. Because if you're born a boy, you're going to die as a man. If you're born as a girl, you're going to die as a woman. And what's more important is this, that when we come to face the great creator for after death to judgment, if you're born as a boy, you're going to stand before him as a man. It doesn't matter what you've done to your body. It doesn't matter what you've tried to do in trying to change your agenda. You're going to stand before him as a man. And if you're born as a girl, you're going to stand before him as a woman. So it does matter. It's important that we get our identity, not from what the world has to say, but that we get our identity from what the Word of God has to say. But then, talking about those things which do matter, as I said, it doesn't matter whether you're short or tall, in, in, I was, wasn't reluctant to say, but it was in the song, it doesn't matter whether you're fat or thin, it doesn't matter whether you're black or white, and we could list so many things where it doesn't matter, because at the end of the day, within these categories of which God has created us, God loves us, and God cares for us. But the emphasis that I want to bring from the Word of God this morning is this, in the area of things that does matter, and is found in the context of the story that we've heard of the lost sheep, that it does matter today as to whether you are, and these are the only two categories there are, it does matter whether you are on this side, that is, you're a lost sheep, or if you're on this side, and you are a sheep that has been found. For the word of God says that we were all like sheep, and we'd gone astray. So all of us were on this side. We were lost. But thank God, as we've heard in the story today, that there was a shepherd, a good shepherd, and his name is Jesus, who stepped from heaven into this dark world. And he came as the shepherd to find the lost sheep, to recover the lost sheep, and to bring them back into the safety of the Father's fold. So this morning, the important question is not whether we're short or tall or fat or thin or rich or poor or black or white. The answer this morning is this. Can we say this morning, whether, do we know this morning whether we're still in the category of the lost or in the category of the found? Are we still in our sin? Are we still wandering in this world, lost and hopeless and heading towards an eternity which is going to be spent in hell? Or can we say that the Good Shepherd has come, He has found us, and He's lifted us up, and He's put us into the penfold of those that have been found. And we know that we're walking on the road that would eventually lead us to life everlasting in the presence of Jesus Himself in that place which is called heaven. And when we consider the category of lost or found, we could label them with so many other different labels. For example, the lost we could call the unsaved. We could call them the sinners. We could call them the non-Christians. We could call them those who are not born again. And on the other side, for those who are found, we call them those who are saved. In a term that the Bible calls them, we call them saints. 
We call them Christians. We call them those who are born again. We call them those on this side who are not in God's family and those on this side who are in the family of God. And the reason why it matters this morning as to which of these categories we fall in is because of the repercussions for eternity. The Bible is very clear. And I don't care what society might want to say. I don't care what the government might want to say. This is my rule book. This is the book that I stand upon. This is the book that contains the truth of God's word. And this book tells me that if we're found in the category of those who are lost, unsaved, it says that we're dead in sin and we're going to end up, as I've said already, in the place called hell. But thank God that this same book, the same book of truth says that if we're saved, if we're found alive in Christ, we'll end up in that place which is called heaven. And so as we've heard the story of the lost sheep this morning, and then that follows on with the story of the lost coin, and then that follows on with the story of the lost son. They're important stories because it does matter this morning. It matters for every one of us, regardless of whether we're young or old or in between. It matters whether you're still lost as a sinner or you have been found and have been saved. The hymn writer wrote that wonderful song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. This morning can you sing that hymn and know within your heart of hearts that you can sing it as your testimony this morning that the amazing grace of the Lord Jesus Christ which is sweet and the sound of it is amazing and wonderful has come and saved you who were a wretch. Can you say that you're saved this morning? Can you say that you once was lost but now you found, was blind but now you see? See, when it comes for searching for lost sheep, I actually know what it's all about. Not just because I'm a pastor, which in the biblical sense talks of being a shepherd, but because I spent 23 years living on a farm. I'm a farmer, son. And I know what it's like when we've been sat perhaps as youngsters uh, in the house. We've probably done our, our, our jobs, which our dad had planned for us, maybe on a Saturday morning, and we've had our dinner, and now in the afternoon we think, oh well, we've got some time to ourselves to play or do whatever we want. And suddenly dad will come running in and you'll hear his voice and he'll say, usually to the boys, we were four boys and two girls, he said, boys, the sheep are out again. And we knew what that meant. Somewhere on the farm, the sheep had broken through the fence and that meant off we go, weather's on, coats if it was raining, whatever the weather, we'd have to go and we'd have to search for these sheep. The problem is that our farm was surrounded by another five farms. So our sheep could have gone into the fields of at least five different neighbours. And they're not neighbours like yours next door. Our nearest neighbour building was actually half a mile away. And so we would have to go over lots of places to try to find these sheep that were lost. And it's such a wonderful picture of the Lord Jesus Christ coming. Because as sheep, we could be lost in so many different places. But we're lost. We're hopeless. But Jesus the shepherd comes. And it's almost as if God shouted in heaven, Boy, Jesus, the sheep are out. 
And Jesus said, I'm ready. I'll go and I'll look for them. I'll recover them. I'll find them and bring them back into the fold. And it didn't matter what the weather was. Even in the bad winters when the snow was two or three or four foot deep, we'd have to go to find the sheep. Even to find them if they were buried under the snow to rescue them. And we were buried under the weight of our sin. We were buried under everything that the enemy was pressing upon us. But Jesus came. Praise his name. He came as a shepherd to find us, to unburden us, and to rescue from our sin and from our sorrow. And so as I said, the Bible says, we all like sheep have gone astray. But thank God that Jesus came into this world as the good shepherd to find us, to rescue us, and to bring us into the safety of the fold. Have you been found this morning? Have you been found by the shepherd? Can you truly, really point to that moment in time when you surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, when you asked him to come into your life, to come into your heart, to be Lord of your life, to forgive you of your sin, and to cleanse you of all your unrighteousness? If you've never had a moment like that in your life, in your experience, then even though you're found in the safety of the four walls of this church this morning, you're still lost. You're still hopeless. You're still heading for a lost eternity. What you need to do is to make that choice, that decision, to open up your arms to the shepherd who has come to rescue you and to allow him to pick you up out of the horrible pit, to place you on his shoulders, to take you to the place of safety and to touch you with his loving care, to love you, to warm you with his embrace and everything else that the shepherd wants to do for you. See, the Bible says when it comes to categories that there are two roads. He says that there's a broad road and the broad road leads to destruction. The sad thing is that when you look on the broad road to death, the broad road to death, you see so many are on it. The scripture says that there are many on it. And so for a moment, visualize the broad road. We know that we think of broad roads with people walking on them or with cars and traffic and everything else. But I want you at this moment to think of the broad road full of sheep. Sheep that are heading in the wrong direction. Heading to the place which will mean they'll be lost for eternity. But the scripture says there's also a narrow road. A pathway, if you want, instead of the broad, wide road of destruction. A narrow way. A pathway that leads to life everlasting. And there are less sheep on there than there are on the other. But it need not be. Because the message of the gospel is for the whosoever. It doesn't matter whether you're short or tall. It doesn't matter if you're fat or thin. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter in so many areas. What matters is this. You're either lost or you're found. Which road are you on? And the seriousness of the good news of the gospel is this, that if you remain lost, you're going to be lost for eternity. But if you're found, that is if you come to Jesus, the good shepherd, you're going to be found for eternity. So some things may not matter. Some things that they're pushing in the agenda today where they say matters, they don't matter. What matters is your relationship with God. Your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ as to whether you're lost or whether you're found. There are so many other areas we could look at. It matters about the company we keep. 
It matters if we follow lies or the truth. It matters that we make good choices and not bad choices. It matters if we choose to accept God or whether we choose to reject Him. So this morning, in light of the subject matter of what this service has all been about, the Good Shepherd came into this world. The Good Shepherd gave His life to save sinners. The Good Shepherd came for you. The Good Shepherd came for me. Have you responded to the call of the Gospel? Have you given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you moved from the pen of the lost sheep into the pen of the sheep that have been found? Jesus is waiting this morning. He's waiting to welcome you. He's waiting to embrace you and to bring you into that fold. I want to just close with the words of the song, 287 in this one. There is joy in the presence of the angels in heaven when a sinner returns to his God, when in humble faith he welcomes the forgiveness freely given through the shedding of the Saviour's precious blood. There is joy to the Father when he sees his erring son coming back from his folly and shame as he weeps in deep contrition all the sin that he has done, pleading nothing but the worth of Jesus' name. There is joy in the bosom of the shepherd, homeward bound, with the sheep on his shoulders strong, though so weary, faint and bleating, yet the wandering one is found, and the night is turned to noonday with song. There is joy overflowing unto all who will believe, who on Jesus will wholly rely, he will fully cleanse and pardon. He will comfort and relieve, filling all the days with glory from an eye. Come then, turn to the Saviour. Seek him now with heart and voice and respond to the call of his love. Dare to take him as your choice and he will cause you to rejoice till you hear his welcome home to realms above. Be transferred this morning. If you haven't already done so, from the pen of the lost to the pen of the found, knowing that from that pen you're going to enter into his eternal presence. Amen.